this idea of I have to love myself first. Yeah. And, and what makes you happy? You have to get to know yourself and be true to yourself. And I'm like, that's just creating a God in our own image. And basically the total opposite of what scriptures tell yeah. us where we have to... We talk about the church, family, theology, and even entertainment. In fact, if it's Christian, we're talking about it. This is the Mike Charleston Show. This is the Mike Charleston Show, uh, and uh, we are getting very close to the end of season two. Wow. Joshua tells me, I'm like, oh, we got to do something for season three. But before we get there, we are joined. We have a full crew today. This isn't just Sarah and I. Chuck is back yeah. from his uh, uh, vacation there. Vacation, yeah. It was vacation, that. right? Yeah, I got to yeah. go see the, get the kids and the grandkids. So that was really nice. Yeah, so. and new I'm, grandbaby. Hi. New grandbaby. I'm still there. Larry's still here. I'm still here. Yeah. Well, I'm back. He's back yeah. from yeah. his wedding. Not his wedding. Yeah, not mine. His daughter's wedding. Yeah. But and kind of mine. I paid for it. Yes, you did. <laughs> yes, you did, huh? And Sarah's still over here. Still here. Yeah, so. yep, yep, yep. Well, ain't she the smart He is. One. She made it back. I did. And yeah, that's right. She got back. you did. You did. Yeah. She got there. Uh, I didn't have a driver driving 90 miles an hour. <laughs> well, she got there and back within a weekend. And, yes. Uh, it's, that it, was quite ooh. amazing. A thousand miles there, a thousand miles back. Pretty much. Ooh. Pretty close to yeah. it. Yeah. That was crazy. But, yep, she she wanted to get home real quick, and, and I don't blame her. Uh, I was glad to have her back. But, yep, so that's... Uh, Yep, plenty of those going on, and uh, yep. so now the next one is just Abigail's. Yes, that's right. That we know of. <laughs> but, uh, so far in the queue, yeah, right. we, we got more kids planned to go one at this point, right? Uh, yeah, yeah right. The only one. Yeah, there might but be you a got few to see more. Your, your grandbabies. Yeah, I got to see Ivy. Yep. Yeah, that's yep. the new grandbaby, but Rebecca and Enos, and that was uh, we had a great time. It was it was a short trip, but still it was sure. uh, enough. Okay, yeah, well for you it for, was. Yeah, yeah for me right. it was. Right. Jeannie right. and Laura were there for about a week and a half, but right. for the rest of us it was just uh, three four days, I guess. Okay, uh, okay. It was nice. We got to enjoy being there and seeing them, seeing the other grandkids and my daughters, and that was nice. We had a good trip. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah. That's well, awesome. today we we got a couple of emails we're going to save for the the halftime show. The uh, couple of big ones, and uh, we'll, we'll answer. One's a very in-depth theological issue yeah. that uh, we can hand off to Larry. Yes, Larry <laughs> cares. This uh, questions for Larry. But actually, this show, Larry came up with the idea, and he was talking to us Monday. He was like, "Well, if you don't have anything," and I'm like, "Well, we kind of did, but not 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 sold on it." And he's like, well, what about this? And he's like, what about the delusion of pleasures? Or how, yeah. how did you say it? I forget how you put it. I think that was it, yeah. The delusion of pleasure. A, a pleasure or yeah. the deceitfulness. Or deceit, yeah, something like that. Pleasure. And I said, well, let's fine. Let's, let's do that because that is a, a theme in America. The, yeah. the Western world, actually, yeah. is pleasure. And we seek for pleasure. There's, there's uh, hedonism is the is basically seeking after the pleasure, right. and all kinds of pleasure. how... Uh, History, it just repeats itself. We haven't really changed human nature. Hum- mankind really hasn't changed. No, it's just it's that just the the culture has, like like you said, it hasn't really changed. But the availability or right. the yeah. right. the amount of people that can indulge, yeah, is, that's, that's that has changed. Yeah, yeah. The, the wealth of the, the wealth of the nation just makes it easy enough for everyone to, to be able to indulge. Yeah, absolutely. You know that brings up a good point. Just thought about just because we're talking about. Because one of the topics is taking the fake over the real. Right. 
Oh, you just want to jump right into that well, before no, you forget? Well, I just, yeah, I just, you, you like you, you remind, go. Chuck reminded me of it. It's even our money is fake. It is fake. That is true. <laughs> well, I don't know about your money. Uh, I'm not getting in trouble with the IRS. <laughs> <laughs> I might I'll take be the after, fake money. They're yeah. fine with it. <laughs> but you, you wanted to go down that road. Why don't we go down that road real quickly before we get into the, the pleasure part of it? That's right. Yeah. To me. Nah. Yep, that's that right. is American Church right there. <laughs> Is giving me money. Why don't we go ahead and because Sarah was kind of confused about what you were talking about last night, and I had to explain it to her. I had to mansplain, mansplain. it. <laughs> he had to set me straight. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but you might, I might have spoken out of turn here for you. But the she was like, "What did that have to do with pleasures?" And the and what we're talking about is the artificial. So like like you were saying, like even grape flavor, strawberry flavor, it's yeah. all just nonsense and junk. Yeah, it doesn't taste like the real thing. No, right. and we right. we're satisfied with fast food, right? And it's not real hamburgers, kind of. It's kind of. it's um. Filling in one sense, but not satisfying. Right. It, so we get we get accustomed to the artificial, right. the, the fakeness of it, because it is a is a substitute. And this is a good picture for the pleasures that we're going to talk about later, yeah. where the the lemon flavored thing or the strawberry flavored thing, it's quick and easy. We don't have to make it. It takes a while to make it. So as long as we can just go grab the bag, and it's not as good, but we can learn to like it. Yeah, and yeah. we can learn to enjoy it. And it's, but it doesn't really give us that much satisfaction because if we would make it ourselves or make it, you know, homemade one or the real apple. You know, instead of an apple flavored thing, right? Yeah. Um, it's just a, there's a big difference there, and so the artificial takes over, yep. and that becomes the new normal, and we get del- deluded, or we we right. get deceived into thinking that that's actually the real thing, and uh, that is I, a, a false pleasure. Yeah, yeah, it made me think of like a peach. You buy a peach in the grocery store. I don't I, buy a peach. Well, you don't. Yeah. But have you ever, you bought a peach? Yes. In the gro- and you, it's either going to be rock no hard, uh huh, sour. Or real dry and pithy. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's why I don't like peaches. <laughs> but if you pick a peach and that's... hairy. <laughs> right. They're very hairy. <laughs> that's why I call peach fuzz. That's right. <laughs> but if you pick a peach that's ripe off the tree, it's amazing. Yeah. It's just completely different. It's well, at the right time. Well, yeah. Well, right. Except right. that a peach that tree. you buy at the store is actually a peach. I mean, well, I get well, it. Yeah, it's it not is, grown it's the not, same yeah. as well as, you know, something fresh off a tree but in Florida, right. maybe, or Georgia. Georgia, or yeah. Peach-flavored something is utterly disgusting. Yeah, and it does, yeah. even, like, peach-flavored soda doesn't taste like a peach. I've it's, never seen a peach-flavored soda. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Where have wow, you, you been? you should get out Yeah, you should get I out I should, <laughs> but I, I don't drink stuff like that. So I'm like, I, I don't drink orange. Fago is not on the top of my list. So is that yeah. where it is? The Fago, peach Fago, Fago, Nia, orange Fago? Nia, Nia, Nia okay. crush. I'd be oh. willing to try it. Oh, yeah. Joshua would. Soda man. Even like a tomato, You we get accustomed to... The tomatoes in the store, they're flavorless. They look like they look ripe because they're red, but mm. they don't have the flavor like one that you pick. But to get it picked and get it fresh, it doesn't ship very well. The same with peaches and a lot of fruit. They just they'll spoil right. too fast. So we have to artificially ripen them. Yes. And it doesn't it loses a lot of flavor. 
So that's the artificial part of it. Yeah, that's where. And, and which then, is really all about convenience, I guess. It well, is. Yeah. And that's part and of the pleasure we'll, yeah. we're going to get into here is that the convenience is, I, I remember uh, I heard someone, and this was a Muslim, and he was talking about Americans, and he's like, the only thing that Americans are afraid of is inconvenience. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm like, that, uh, yeah, yeah. You're, you're right there about that. There was a Farsight I don't. You remember the far side? Yeah, of course yeah. I remember the, the far side. And uh, for far those side. of you uh, who are <laughs> who didn't grow up in the nineties, <laughs> right? The far side was a comic strip. They had he had one. It was called an inconvenience store, okay. and all the shelves were like ten feet up. <laughs> <laughs> Is that where Ben shops? Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, Ben, um, or maybe Cade. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, let's let's go, let's talk about pleasure here yeah. because here's the big thing. I, I was listening to a few things, uh, some of these modern Christian podcasts, and one of them. It took me a while, but I'm I'm listening and I'm like, oh, it's starting to sound good. And uh, I'm like, okay, he's bringing in some Bible verses, okay. And oh, he mentioned President So and So at conference. President So, is this Mormon? <laughs> you know, I'm like, I don't know if this is Mormon, but but anyway, the 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 modern Christianity, the the people who are exiting uh, basically Christianity and and starting basically a new brand of, of, of Christianity. I keep saying that word too much. Yeah. Um, that the, the, the new brand of, of Christianity out there is basically the old way of doing things is wrong. So sacrifice is bad. Denying oneself is bad. You got to be true to yourself. You have to be. You have to get to know yourself and be true to yourself. And I'm like, that's just creating a god in our own image at right. that point. And uh, this this idea of I have to love myself first. Yeah. And, and what makes you happy? You got to right. do what makes you happy. Right. Exactly. That's, and basically, the total opposite of what scriptures tell yeah. us, where we have to deny ourselves, that knowing that our flesh. Uh, there's no good thing in our flesh and that our flesh is going to want to do something. There has to be something there to control that. Hence the spirit of God, right. yeah. you know, that to, to control that. But I'm just being me. I got to be me. Uh, if I feel like doing this, then I got to do that. Well, that's going to lead to a bunch of sin. Right. Uh, and or, so that is the, 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 the mindset of most Christians today is that it's got to be pleasurable. Right. If, it, if it's pleasurable, it's it's okay. Yeah, because God wouldn't want you to be unhappy. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Doesn't he love I mean, you? Doesn't yeah, he want you to experience good things? That is true. And that's the deception there is that, yes, God wants us to experience good things, but he wants us to experience good things through the avenue of truth and right. not just, you know, because it makes me feel good, it's got to be good. Well, yeah. Yeah. And part of where we're going with this is what oftentimes makes us feel good <clears throat> leads to destruction. Yes. Uh, we become... Most of the time, slaves to, Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, that's the, the... Before we start, before... Uh, we already started. Uh, yeah, we're right. 10 minutes in. Uh, <laughs> but if... Before we really get into it, I do want to point out that pleasure isn't wrong. The fact that it, something is pleasurable. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, someone... We were arguing about modern songs, Christian songs, as opposed to hymns, and they were saying that, you know, if it basically, if it makes you feel good, if it, if, if it makes you pleasurable, then it must be wrong. And I'm like, I, I reject that, you know, yeah. I, because even the hymns that we're discussing, the sound of Amazing Grace still sounds good. Yeah. I like yeah, the sound of holy, holy, holy. You know, yeah. even those hymns, the reason why they're popular hymns is because there's great lyrics and it sounds good. Right. The ones that aren't popular still have good words, 
but it doesn't sound yeah, very good. It's not so appealing it's not to very the ears. <laughs> right. It didn't catch on. But the, uh, like Chuck's favorite is. Um, How great they are. are. Right. Is yeah. that a good. Do you like the sound of it? Uh, yes. Depends yes. on who's singing it and what they do to well, it. Well, that's what they do. Do they add a little hook? <laughs> not in Chuck's world. Not mine. Uh, but it's the sound it, with the lyrics, it, it actually brings us pleasure. Yeah. So there are things that we are to take pleasure in, in obeying God's word. And here's a, a friend of mine uh, came up with this. Well, he didn't come up with it. I mean, it's not new to him. But we were discussing sin one time at church, and he's like, you know what makes sin bad is that most of the time, if not all the times in Scripture, that why sin is bad is not good for us or the people around us. Yeah. And if you think about you know, that concept where if, if I do something, is it affecting the people around me in a negative way, or does it affect myself in a negative way? And most of the time, yeah. the answer is yes. So yeah. it's not that he doesn't want us to enjoy some of these things and some of the things we'll talk about here, but some of these pleasures in life are good, but we want to either take a shortcut, oh, we want to right. indulge yeah. too much, right. you know, or are we do it the wrong way? Or, you know, there's different ways that God wants us to enjoy life, but we want he wants us to, to enjoy it in the, uh, through the avenue of, of righteousness. Yeah, I was thinking like... I was thinking the exact same thing. That God, it's a lot of things that He would allows us, or we would want us to be able to enjoy. But like you say, we want to take a shortcut to get there. Yep. yep. You know, we don't want to go through whatever it takes to actually be able to enjoy it the right way. Absolutely. We just want the shortcut to get there and have the immediate. I mean, that's the country we live in. That's the state we live in. We want what we want. We yep. want it now. Exactly. Yeah. We don't want to wait. Be patient. Uh, endure. Uh, I want I want sex, so I don't want to wait to build a relationship, to mm. commit to marriage, yeah. and to do it God's way, which is pleasurable, but we want to circumvent that yep. And, yep. and do it outside of God's will. And then it causes all kinds of problems uh, in our society and our relationships yep. with each other, and it, 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 it's harmful. Um, so anyway, why don't we bring the Bible into this? What do we got right, here? Good idea. Yeah, we got uh, Proverbs 17.22. This is for my kids. Oh, yes. We have a song for this. Um, a merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit dryeth the bones. So this is in the avenue of what we're talking about. I'm saying avenue a lot today. Uh, <laughs> this is in the vein of uh, that pleasure is actually not all bad, right? right. So right. We can t- learn to take pleasure. So a merry heart is good. Yeah. yeah. It's better than dry bones. Yeah. Dry bones. Well, because some people feel like it's more holy to deny yourself in every way That's and right. to live with no conveniences and to, you know, have try to eliminate all pleasure from your life. And that's just not in like, scripture. Well, yeah, right. Because the Amish. Well, right. Yeah, and like, even when you do that, <laughs> then you're saying that even just sitting there praying and worshiping God, do you take pleasure in that? I hope so, because right. he's you're spending time with the, the creator of the universe, and that is pleasing in some ways. It does say, uh, what was that verse, uh, that the psalm where it says, come into our courts with thanksgiving and praise. praise. Yeah. And when you, when you have a heart full of thanksgiving and praise, you're not very sorrowful. Right. You're, yeah. you're happy. Yeah. You know, you're going to be happy. Yeah. It's Joyful. Just, yeah. It's just natural. Uh, Ecclesiastes 3, 12 through 13. 
says, I know that there is no good in them, but for a man to rejoice and to do good in his life, and also that every man should eat and drink and enjoy the good of all his labor. It is the gift of God. It's the gift of God to enjoy the fruit of your labor. Now, it does say in here that uh, the man enjoys and do the good in his life. Now, the, the good is going to precede the, the, the good of his labor, too. It's not a false thing. It's not no, a, right. uh, a fake thing. It's no. not trying to... Uh, deceive people and to swindle them out of money and it's not an evil thing to get advantage of someone. Uh, We still have to do good in this life, but it is good to enjoy the fruits of our labor. Uh, As as Chuck was saying before he got on, work has just been crazy. But he he enjoyed the fruits of his labor before he had a tough week. (laughs) It balances out. There you go. Uh, but, uh, but, But pleasure can be taken too far, right, babe? Yeah, pretty much. Right. That's and, where it gets um, into trouble. That's usually, that's where we are in America and right. in, in the Western world. I, when I say the Western world, I'm, I'm thinking more of Europe and North America, most yeah. of the world, in fact, you know, that, that this is their mindset. And uh, we, we, we enjoy something uh, like we have to eat. Yeah. And but, <laughs> eating's good. I enjoy eating. I enjoy it. I, I like food. We just went out to eat the other night and it was like, Everything that we had was amazing. It was very yes. good. And, but thank you. It was. That was exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> so it was amazing. But I'm like, I don't have to replicate that every meal. Yeah. It was our 24th anniversary. It was. Oh, Instead yeah, of going to McDonald's yeah, to commemorate. Uh, yeah. This week, that, yes. Yeah. That's your 25th. Yeah, we have to say that for the 25th. (laughs) Something special. Yeah, sit down. (laughs) Sit down and meal to McDonald's. sauce. That's right. (laughs) But uh, so we celebrated our 24th anniversary at a a fairly nice restaurant, and it was just delicious. It was good. But if we're like, hey, let's relive that tonight and tomorrow night and every night, and we're going to be getting sick and uh, we're going to lose money. As you say, (laughs) we're going to be poor and fat. Right. And that's that's usually how it works. So, you know... That's what I meant by the delusion of pleasure is people think that that's going to be pleasurable. Pleasurable. It's going to be fun. And it is. A lot of these things we're going to talk about, they are fun and exciting and thrilling at first. It can be. Right. But then all of a sudden you wake up one day and you realize you're a prisoner to your vices. Right. Yeah. And it becomes a trap. What you thought was going to be fun and exciting is now uh, misery and pain. No, there's someone we know that... Um, they're going through some some hard times right now, and, and and he was basically saying, you know, this is just a culmination of all the decisions I've made. And I'm like, pretty much, yeah. Like that's... he's had he's had the freedom now, and they 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 he's gotten into you know alcohol, drugs, uh, sex, things like that, and it's just bringing him down because it was good for a while, yeah. maybe. But then it's coming to a place where it's just none of this is working out for him, and he's just he's in a really bad place. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, don't you see how the decisions you have made have led you right to this place? Yeah. but it, um, And that is true. And unfortunately, a lot of people, once they come to that realization, they just feel trapped, and they don't know how to get out of it. And they just yep. stay there or... Yeah, it's so true. So it. you have a couple of things that you mentioned, uh, like try to be try to be easy on this one here. But uh, drugs, sex, rock and roll. Oh wait, you mean oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> food? <laughs> well, you know, it's it, there's a lot. There's several secular songs they write about this. It's surprisingly, uh, one of them. 
I don't I don't know if Are I you should mention you it. Listen to secular music. Go ahead. Yeah, confession days. is good for the soul, Larry. It's it's okay. There's a song from in the seventies. You might remember this one. <laughs> Why are you looking at me? Right. Well, because we're the same age. <laughs> okay. He's trying to drag someone yeah. down. <laughs> the grand illusion sticks. I, Welcome I don't to remember the, grand the name. Of it. I don't yeah. remember the song. It's about the same thing. It's how you. You look at your neighbor and you want what they have, and you think that'll make you happy. And all it is is a is a grand illusion. Yeah, yeah. right. It's uh, um, the grass is greener on the other side. Yeah. type mentality. And if I only had more money, if I only had more experiences, then I would be satisfied. Yeah. You know, I would be happier if uh, you know this, that, and the other were happening in my life. That's not true. No, it's not. Um, yeah. There's another song. It talks about a guy wanting to be a rock star. It's called a shooting star, and that's all it is. Is you? you he's is that Elton fame. John? Huh? Is that Elton John? No, no. <laughs> I can't remember who did that song. But anyway, the song is about he went left home, was going to be a rock star. He did. His song went number one, and oh. he he became famous. What he wanted, and in the end, he ended it all because it wasn't it, satisfying. It, it wasn't satisfying. Yeah, I nope. think that's where the delusion comes in, where you right. feel like. It's like the carrot just out of reach, yeah. you know, and you feel like if you pursue pleasure, you're going to find happiness. Right. And yeah. it's just like, I don't know, to me, it starts with little kids. I deal more with little kids. <laughs> yeah. And they always feel like once I get Am that I toy, one of those? Uh, I won't okay. answer that. <laughs> <laughs> they feel like once they get that next toy or the next whatever, then, then they'll, then be, they'll happy. be happy. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And they get it and they're not. And then they want the next thing. Yeah. And, yeah. and I feel like adults are the same way. We feel like, yeah, the toys well, once just I get bigger this, and more expensive. Pretty right. much. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. But I also know, think of a song, but mine's a little more. <laughs> Christian. Well, no, my, my point was that even the world recognizes that okay. this is true. Well, that's true. And I guess for me, I think of turn your eyes upon Jesus uh, yeah. and the things of this earth grow strangely yeah, dim. They, and I think true, as yeah. Christians, you know, for me, I turn my eyes on Jesus and I don't care right. about the yeah. pleasures well, of this. Well, I see morning. Right. He is. Yeah. Yep. I think another answer. another aspect of this is people will actually use pleasure as a way of escape. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. They'll yeah, turn that whenever they're having difficulties, whenever they're feeling down. Yeah. They'll turn to these vices, whatever that makes them feel good for the moment, just to forget about whatever's going on. And, I, and obviously, I think I don't think anybody who does that believes that it's actually going to fix anything. It's no. just an escape for a right. period of time. Well, That's this the, is something kind of personal with me because I know somebody personally who's in this situation and that's exactly they finally came to that realization that mm. they were using it as a means of escape but all it was doing was compounding their problems right it's prolonging and, it down yeah. the road and it's it's compounding it's making it worse it's, right. it's not making it any better it doesn't change anything right. it's just one it costs you more money yes and two it it ruins your health and all kinds of other things um, right Relationships so, get ruined right, yeah, in the process, depending on what vice it is, right. and it's never a, a never a good thing. You know, right. you never heard anybody say, "Hold my beer," and there's something great was about <laughs> right, to happen. That's right. <laughs> you know? Or nobody looks at the guy the strung out on the street and say, "I'm going to beat that that's guy." That's me. That, yep. That's me. No, be that's, that. the, that's the tr that's the delusion, right? Right. The delusion that, is I'm, I'm not, not going to be actually, that guy. Actually, most people so. don't actually end up like that guy, and that's why right. it works yeah. because it's like only a few people really end up like that because they really got really bad. But yeah. you can hide yours a little bit better, or you can yeah, I you got can, this. I got right, this. right. Yeah. You can you can handle it a little bit better, and it doesn't doesn't work that way. It still got you. You know, you're right. still yeah. living for the weekends. Yeah. You're still you know what is the real of the point of this whole life. 
And in American culture, it seems like the point of this life is for pleasure. And I think mm-hmm. it's something in the um, in the Constitution or something. something <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's a, it's the three life, life, liberty and the pursuit, pursuit of, of happiness. happiness. Thank yeah. you. I don't, it's not the Constitution, is it? Mm-mm. It's the Bill of Rights or something. Declaration. We're gonna of go there. Okay. <laughs> Declaration of Independence. Whatever. Um, but it's one of those founding documents. And I know, you that know originally it said uh, it was life, liberty, and the pursuit of property, but it has become the pursuit of happiness. Yeah. And that is America. As long as we are happy, that's what matters. And you hear that about parents. You talk to parents, and it's very subtle. And I know what they're trying to say, but there's right. like, as long as my kids are happy, I don't care. And I'm like, well, you should care. Yeah. I mean, as long as they're happy, I mean, because happiness is very, uh, depends on happenstats, you know? And and they can be happy for a season, but if it doesn't, if it's not obedience to Christ and what he wants us to do, then it's going to lead us in a path of destruction and it's not going to work out and they're not going to be happy in the end. And and that is the delusion. That's the trick. True happiness and pleasure always comes with constraint. Yes. Should. Yeah. 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 And, 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 Primarily self-constraint, self-discipline, being able to allow yourself the pleasure for, you know, as a reward for something that was hard work or something. Those things are, that's when it's good. You can actually enjoy the fruit of your labor. We look at things, it's a good point because we look at things as restrictive. But yet when we do things God's way, like we talk about sex, it's restrictive in but to marriage, right? You need to be married. You do things God way, God's way, and everybody's happy. And yeah. it's not. Then you find out it's true freedom, right? right. And it's real pleasure. Be- it's real pleasure, yeah. Because yeah, there's, there's no complications with right. other yeah. relationships and kids yeah. out of wedlock yeah. and all, all kinds of and disease. Yeah, and there's all kinds of issues that God knew. Yeah, that was exactly. going to happen, and you're like, well, it's not a big deal. You know, a one-night stand is not going to affect any relationships, but there's something spiritual that goes on, and that woman is now affected. You just hurt her. Yeah. Now you're hurt, and if a child comes and, from this, then you Or hurt. her future husband. Right, yeah. right. There's so many things that right. are complicated in just that. Or if you just like, well, I'm just going to indulge in alcohol and just drink myself to... I'm not hurting anybody until you get in a car. Yes. Or until you come home and start yelling at everyone or, you know, whatever. Or end up face down in a, outside a bar and in the hospital. But <laughs> yes, that's not really one. funny. But okay, well, no, no, it's not funny. But it's, no, it's not. It's but it's, yeah. it happens. It's it's. it's yeah. But the and that, the funny part is that people think that that is a good time. You know, yeah. I never understood that with people going to parties, and I wasn't a partier growing up. I, I wasn't allowed to do any of that stuff, and I didn't want to do any of that. But they, uh, I would come home uh, the, the the weekend, the kids would go party, and they would come back to school and be like, dude, it was so awesome. Like, I don't remember what happened, but it was yeah, awesome. I know. Like, well, how, how can that be awesome if you don't remember what happened? This is it's, it's not funny, but it is. My parents, that was their life. Right. Friday night, Saturday night, go out and spend all their money on alcohol, and then they'd pass out, like, get up 2 in the morning, go to the bathroom, and you can't because somebody's passed out in the toilet from that's being terrible. Drunk. I mean, that is, that's <laughs> terrible. Yeah, that's yeah. not... That's not it's like, boy, that's a lot of fun. <laughs> no, so those are, those are some examples, obviously food and all that, yeah. So we've got a few emails that we want to take care of before we go into more of the pleasure and some of the, what else the Bible says about pleasure and, and what some of the, maybe the antidote is of this. And let me just give you a hint. Thanksgiving is a big one. Yeah. Um, but Joshua, why don't we go ahead and take a break and we're going to go do our uh, emails and things like that. 
Thank you for listening. This is the Mike Charleston Show. And normally this is our game time with Abigail, but we're going to keep saying this for a couple of weeks. Like, it is sad. Uh, yes, oh, Abigail. No replacements yet, huh? We were working on that when they said season three is coming up. I'm like, season three? Wow. Oh, what do we do? We got to start interviewing. Uh, is that what we have to do? Yeah. yeah. Applications. Applications. Oh, interviewing like that. I think yeah. you meant yeah. just start interviewing people. Bring your no, best for, game. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But uh, so with season Bring three, I guess, is, I don't know if we need like a couple week pause. It would be nice uh, to, for us to figure out what season three would be like. That's What's crazy, though. We just recently we just did our hundredth episode. Wow. That's so crazy. That, yeah. And it's not growing all that quickly, but um, Sarah seems like it's fine. So she's like, it, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's, it's all good. <laughs> well, you can help Mike out by liking the show. And that's right. They sharing it. Sharing it with a friend. Sharing Yep, we, we a couple of people on Facebook. You yeah. can go on Facebook, and it's Mike Charleston Show, and we make comments. We post it on there. You want to ask a question, which we have a question. It wasn't exactly to the show, so this was from. I don't know if she wants to have us name her, but uh, it they was could a, be safe and not name. Yeah, it was a it was a personal. She tried to get in touch with us somehow, but couldn't. But I thought it was it was appropriate because she found us because she read your book. She. No Greater Joy promoted the book on their magazine, and um, she got the book, and she somehow found us because in our book we are we did not do very good at promotion. <laughs> we didn't tell anybody our email address, <laughs> our website, our show. Wow. How'd she find you? I know. Well, That's... I put that I am I'm with him on the Mike Charleston oh, show. Okay. On the back. Well, you're married so. to me first, yeah. well, but yeah, yeah. yeah. on the show, right? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, she said, hi, I have recently discovered your Mike, Mike Charleston show. Yeah, thank you. And, and was listening to some of the marriage ones, which is last year. And I was listening yesterday, which was probably a couple of weeks ago. Um, I was listening yesterday to the husband's role one. And there actually there was three parts. One was divine order. Then the second one was the husband's role. And the third one was the wife's role. And uh, they're very, very good if you want to go back and check them out. But she does have a pretty good question and, and something to, to uh, talk about here. Um, I was listening yesterday to the husband's role one, and you'll, you, you mentioned something about husbands teaching the wives, which freaked me out. <laughs> Somewhat scared and or worried me a bit. I am forever learning, uh, forever learner, and love to read, learn, study, and know where I stand on things, etc., including spiritual things. But does husbands teaching wives mean that wives should learn nothing outside of the husbands? Uh, is it wrong for the wife to have more spiritual knowledge than the husband does? I'm not talking about shoving it down his throat. Uh, so then she goes on to some other example, but I'll, I want to talk about that first. So I went back and because I was like, I have no idea what she's talking about. I don't remember that. You don't I ever remember said, saying that? I, yeah, I don't remember saying that a woman can't learn. But I, I so, so I went back and listened to it, and it was in the context of uh, the role of the husband. Right. Yeah, so I'm talking awesome. to the the husband that yeah. he needs to be a teacher. Right. And the verse that we used was way out of context. It was in, inside the church. But the thing was that if she wants to learn, she should go to her husband. And that's that is true. I do believe that a woman should right. tend to want to go to her husband for answers. And the husband should seek answers if he doesn't know the, the, the answers, right? 
And so in that context, it was more of husbands, wake up, do your job. Yeah. This is serious. You need to, to still lead your, your wife and your children. Teach your children. Don't just give it off to the government schools or the church. Teach your kids. And you, you've got a wife that still is interested in learning. Like she said, she wants to learn. So why don't you read with her? Why don't you uh, talk about these things? Give yeah. her your ideas. But no, of course it's okay for a woman to you know read a book or yeah. learn something else on her own. Uh, we're not Neanderthals. Or maybe we are. <laughs> you got it in, didn't he? That's an inside <laughs> joke. Um, but the, um, you know, we're, we're, I think it's fine. Even though I did mention the Dave Ramsey show, and the, the problem with what was brought up on the Dave Ramsey show, where he's got a certain way of beliefs, which I agree with, of getting out of debt. And if a woman listens to that and goes home and says, hey, this is, uh, this is what we should be doing, and he disagrees, at that point, I think the woman should go with what the husband says. Now, obviously, there is communication that can go on and be like, can you just hear me out at least? Right. And, and, and a reasonable husband should do that. And if still at the end of the day, he doesn't agree, I still think you should, why keep pushing this? He wants to be in debt or he wants to do whatever. Uh, doesn't mean you can never bring up the subject ever again, uh, but this is the way he wants to, to lead. And Dave Ramsey says, you have a marriage problem because the man on the radio you're not getting your way i mean come right. on yeah so uh but anyway so she sees that you brought the illustration of the dave ramsey show i would have said that the wife can come home and say honey we've got to do this etc cetera, etc cetera. but then leave it with him after the first or second try yeah i would that's yeah. a, that's fine i i don't have a problem with that maybe even more than that you know you're a, you're a human you have a relationship. If, if something you want something in in our family, you're going to probably bring it to me more than one or two or three times. Uh, make yeah, a pretty sure, good argument. I'm sure you get it right the first time, Mike. Well, yeah, sure. <laughs> That's right. You know, of course. Sarah uh, just laughs. No comment. <laughs> yes, she, she is usually right, but. Uh, and if it really bother, bothers her that much, she can make the matter a, a prayer. Well, you definitely make it a matter of prayer. Right. But if it really is something that is very meaningful for you, you can push the subject a little bit delicately. But understand that he is an authority. And if yeah. he doesn't want to go down and he's actually listened to you, he's meditated on this, he's prayed about it, he's thought about it, and he still disagrees with you, you're going to have to deal with that. You're just going to have to deal yeah. with that. But if he is totally disinterested, doesn't want to listen to you at all, you do have a marriage issue. I mean, if a husband does not yeah. care to hear his wife out, that is a problem. Yeah. That, that is a huge problem. problem. Yeah. Uh, so then she goes on, um, or is it wrong for the woman to learn things and to be an influence? So, no, of course not. You know, obviously, if, if they're an unbeliever, Peter even talks about that, that a woman, yeah. by, by not even saying anything, just by what she does, can influence her husband to the truth. You know, now, obviously, you have to say something about the gospel for them to get saved. Right, yeah. But there is a huge influence there, right? Yep, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so we're almost done with the, the question. I mean, well, there was a couple questions. And what if the husband is not a godly man? Now, this is an interesting part. If the, if the isn't a, a godly man, and the man uh, or the man claims Christ, but does in fact not live for Christ. Okay, well, that, to me, that's kind of the same thing, <laughs> but uh, he's not a Christian. It's still the same thing. I don't think you yeah. treat someone differently just because they're a Christian or not a Christian. He's still the leader yeah. of your, your mm -hmm. home, now, just because you've gotten saved does not mean that you are more superior than he is or that you can disobey scripture and take the lead. It's still, uh, he's still the leader of the home. 
Yeah, yeah so obviously, it's the, it's he's the same point where you got to respect the the position. Absolutely, if you know, even if the person's not respectable. Right. Yeah. Now, in most cases, he, if you have a question, he's not going to um, he, like if you say, "Well, I've been reading this, and, and it's a spiritual thing." He's not going to care. Most likely, he's like whatever. If you want to keep reading that yeah. stuff, I, I don't yeah. care. That's usually what happens. I don't know of what. Like, you can't listen to that stuff anymore. You know, don't read that stuff. Um, but maybe he'll be curious about it. I, I don't know. That, that, that is an interesting point. Uh, and, then she, and then she goes on. And then listening to today's episode, which is not today's, the wife's uh, role, does it mean that a wife should just stay with an abusive husband? I'm not talking about divorce, but separate. Uh, and just smile and put up with it. Now, I don't know what she's referring to there on the wife episode. I don't know if we said just if your wife, if your husband's abusive, deal with it. No, I we really don't say. think we said that. No. <laughs> I, I don't know. She wasn't very specific. Well, we probably did talk about abuse because it's just thrown out so broadly and right. everybody is in an abusive relationship in some form of abuse these yeah. days. So it's like, and, yes. Yeah. And, and so that's what I kind of, I, I messaged her back personally. And I said, yeah, the if you're a punching bag, you need to get out of that situation. Yeah, call it, the law. Right. You know, okay. there's no reason to stay in a, a situation no. where it's really dangerous. However, abuse is thrown out so much where you justify leaving your husband for just about anything. That's where it's like uh, tricky. And that's why I don't want to comment. I don't know your specific situation. I'm not saying that she has a specific situation. Right. But... People's specific situation because once you hear the word abuse, <laughs> one person thinks of violent right, right, beat up, yeah. or one person just like, well, he just wouldn't let me go out with my 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 girlfriends tonight. You know, he's just so controlling. You know, and and so it's like, well, what is abuse? So that is why that I don't know what we we said exactly about that. But then she said, I'm a 30 year old wife that's been married for 10 years. So a younger married wife, I grew up Mennonite. And I, I still hold a lot of those things. I've really appreciated Norgator Joy uh, through the years. They recommend your book. And uh, so that's how she found us. Um, so anyways, she tried to message us. Anyway, that was it. Uh, oh, that, that was the last thing she said. Um, uh, I was listening to your show about knowing God's will. So she's been binge listening, I guess. So wow. good, good for her. Uh, God's will. And once again, I didn't have time to re-listen to three of my episodes. Um, <laughs> knowing God's will. And that is largely how I would have looked at things somewhat or preferred to. But what about verses that talk about they sought not the Lord, as in with Joshua? Now, I don't know in what regard, because I was like talking about the will of God. I don't remember exactly what we were saying about the will of God. Yeah, I don't either. That, what she's talking about, may be with that part with the um, the people came, they dressed up like they came from a long distance. Mm-hmm. And... And they made that alliance with yeah. them without seeking God. Right. Yeah. And it right. turned out to be really bad. Yeah. Right. And and I would think that no matter what we do, we seek the Lord. Yeah. So I don't, I don't so know. I'm not sure what she was referring yeah, to the in context. the show. Right. Yeah. But, you may yeah. have to write us back and, and maybe give us more context there. Um, so anyway, so now the real question, and, and thank you, by the way, for writing in and with a lengthy, that, that takes time. Yeah. <laughs> and I appreciate that. Uh, but I hope that clarified because we're not trying to like keep women from learning uh, apart from their husband. But our point was the husband needs to take his part really seriously. Right. Okay, we're running short on time here, and here's a big one. Okay, so Uh, I don't know how we want to handle this one. Here's the question from Mark. And um, it's a short question, but boy, oh boy. So what is your take on the difference of 2 Kings 8.25 and 2 Chronicles 22.2 in the King James Version? So on the story of Ahaziah, Ahaziah, 
Ahaziah? Ahaziah. Ahaziah. Uh, being 22 years old in 2 Kings and 42 in 2 Chronicles. I know a lot of people have different takes on this, but I was wondering what y'all think. Okay. All right, Mark. Thanks for that. (laughs) Whenever you're talking to someone and they get that specific, you know you're getting set up, right? Oh, boy. Well, this is good. No, it's a a legitimate question. It's more of a translation issue. So the uh, Yeah, so uh, because King James isn't the only one that deals with this. I mean, there's a number of versions that stick with the 22 and 42. The, there's a couple of the modern translations, more popular ones, that try to correct, quote unquote, yeah. correct the issue by making both say 20, they use 22 in both instances. So, Larry, yeah, I'm, I'm going to turn it over to you here real quickly. I don't know how you want to. Well, uh, if you're watching, I, don't wanna I got get, notes like right yeah. here. I don't know how in depth we want to go on this. I, well, I, will, I don't think we need to go too in depth. Okay, we're other done. than. Okay, yeah. so, okay. <laughs> it gets complicated. But when you start reading it, the, what I did, I was I found an article. But what I also did was, as I was reading through the scriptures, I would I was writing down because you got to remember Israel split into two kingdoms. Right. There's like the northern, northern kingdom, kingdom Israel, Israel and the southern kingdom Judah. Judah. And so there was a split there. Basically, what this is the two the difference is you got two different people okay. with the same name, right? And not only to make it even more complicated, their mothers had the same name. Yes. And That's then it gets a little like. more complicated because they were related. Inconceivable. <laughs> so, it's, it's crazy. But it does make sense when you look at history. Oftentimes, royal families would intermarry right. Right. because they would make alliances, like peace treaties and things, and they were sealed by marriage. And so this is what happened in this case. And so you have one person with one name reigning at 22 and another person with the same name starting his reign at 42. Right. It's just two different people. And that may sound like a cop-out, but it actually is what it is. Right. And when you start studying it, it takes a lot of reading. And and like I said, you got to have a flow chart to say, okay, this person was the son of this king who had his mother was this person. And then you could go over to Judah. You got, And then you start seeing... Is like, oh, okay, now I see where it comes together. But it does get complicated, and it does take a lot of effort to go through that because it's not just Second Kings and was it Second Chronicles? Right. You got to go through First Kings and First Chronicles because they overlap. Right. And so you got to take all of that and get it all together. Well, and the, and the big issue here is because we got we got some things we wanted to share, and, and oh there's, yeah, there's, there's verses, but. You know, there, there's different things that we can point out, but the the, the main point, and just because of time, yeah. and maybe when I see you next time, Mark, Larry can talk to you about this. <laughs> but, yeah. um, the, the, the main point is it's a, it's, it's a translational or our, our confidence in the scriptures. Right. So yes. the, the, I was reading some things and another number of people were saying how this was a an error. The, 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 tra- the scribes made an error, a typist error. And to me, that's hogwash. You know, yeah. I, I grew up in Indiana. That's hogwash, <laughs> and um, as my mom would say. And 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 this is the problem with that. The, if you knew the the way that the Jews copied the scriptures, yeah. and, and it was very in depth, and if they they had many people filter it and um, and watch for mistakes, and if they found one little mistake, they would just rip it up, burn it up, and throw it away, and they would redo something. Uh, so it was a very meticulous way of, of copying 
the Old Testament. Yeah. So the chances of there being a copyist error, come on, man. It's not there. And it's not like we can write a four and a two and make a mistake. It's You just don't know the process of how this is if you think it's just a copyist error, which I'm surprised John MacArthur would even say that, or Don Piper, John Piper. I don't remember which, which one got, it was saying that. I'm like, come on, man. Uh, but it, it comes down to, do we trust the scriptures and that there's an answer? Right, and right. we just yeah. got to dig deep. And now we dug deep, and it's going to be hard to explain it in just you know 10 minutes here. Well, yeah, you mentioned it. It's a good point because if you say, well, this is just a copyist error, well, then it opens the door to what else is an error. Right, because we can agree that, okay, this might be a small one. Right. 42, 22, they meant yeah. the two, and it said four. And we, and we can all just, you know, okay, that's not a big deal, right? No, okay, it's not a big deal. But then how do we know that... You know, the book of Matthew or the book of Isaiah wasn't completely right. messed up yeah. uh, by the copies that we have, that if that could have a mistake, maybe there's a mistake here. Maybe it wasn't a virgin. Right. And, you know, it's when just they wrote a young virgin. Maiden. Right. It was yeah. just, it yeah. was a different, it was supposed to be something different. Can we, can we take confidence that we have the, the, the words that we're supposed to have? I have to believe that. Yeah. Yeah. I have to believe that. And we're not even at this point, we're not even talking about a translational issue no. here. I could almost live with that somewhat. If people are like, well, it should be translated this. And I'm like, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. I, I might disagree with you. Uh, but what you're saying is this is an error. And I have a real problem with that. Yeah. When when they're, not, I'm not saying Mark's saying that, but right. but, yeah. uh, but <laughs> other people are saying that this is an error in the, in the Bible, and they had the modern translations fix it. I have a real problem with yeah. trying to fix it. But how Let's, do they know to fix it? How, right, do, how do we know that their fix is correct? Well, there's right. been in, in the just... NIV they fixed another other places, and when you study it, they made the mistake. It was right. supposed to right. be what it was supposed yeah. to be. Well, so, like uh, some of the new translations, they have somebody else in one place they have david killing goliath right in another place they have somebody else killing goliath right it's a problem yeah that's a big problem it's a big problem but it, the king james had it correct when they said it was the um the brother or they uh i don't know if it was david's brother somebody they killed goliath's brother right so right Right. Anyway, it's, yeah. Some of these things we just have to do a deep dive and yeah. do a study. Yeah. <laughs> and and Mark in this one, it is a little harder because yeah. it is so confusing, and we just have to put the pieces together. And in fact, most people would just give up. Yeah. You know, well, honestly. I was gonna say another thing that made it complicated was you have two fathers that were kings that had similar names. Yeah. Jehoram and Joram. Right. <laughs> it's so just, it can. But I was t- I was talking to Sarah about this before. We see this in modern history. Well, not modern, but semi-modern, I guess. Uh, King James, I believe. If I'm, I might be have this backwards, but I believe he was King James the sixth of Scotland, right? But then he was King James the first of England. Okay, that's that confusing. I, mean, I know there are times where, where well, someone actually would take over the throne. They would actually change their name yeah, to take over the name. Yeah, of them. yeah. So, it, so that's that's a historical record. Right? Yeah, and so the Bible presents it as it is, and that's we yeah. see that other examples in other places, and it. So it does. Like right. it just gets a little complicated. It just takes a little more work. Yeah, copyist right. error, I, I reject completely. Uh, God answers, which is a lot of people just type in something and God answers or got questions or something like that. Yeah. God answers is usually like the first one, and they're usually pretty good, yeah. Honestly, 
Um, but this one, they, they, it was a cop out. They gave four reasons, four explanations, and they went with the fourth, which was the copyist error. And I thought that was unfortunate. So that's too convenient. And it, like it you is. said, it does open the door to what else is the copyist error. Right. How do yeah, we know the next one? How do we know, one? How do we know it wasn't reversed? How do the other one maybe may should have been forty-two and right. instead of yeah. twenty-two? And and so, so what seems like a small problem can actually become a very big problem. Right. So, so I have confidence in the scriptures that yeah. we have what we're supposed to have. Um, and, and I'm not ashamed of that. I know some people have problems with that and that's fine. Um, all right. Well, well, this has been a long segment yeah. uh, and this isn't even game time, but I thought that was an important thing to discuss. Yeah. And uh, Man, with, I had with all the these one. notes. And I even know. Get to all well, it was good for you. <laughs> Save it for when you see Mark next. <laughs> yeah, right. And uh, so, all right, Joshua, get us out of this one. Thank you for listening to the Mike Charleston Show. back and uh we got a, a few minutes here where we can go back over some of the the verses talking about pleasure i hope uh what, what is chick-fil-a's uh response it's a pleasure no it's my pleasure, my pleasure. My pleasure. that's right my yeah, pleasure sorry. i don't like chick-fil-a but uh <laughs> i know unless they sponsor the show then i'm a big fan of chick-fil-a <laughs> that's right. so, uh that's that's uh, crazy that's, that's good bumper music joshua you like the drum roll? Like yeah. Like okay. <laughs> so one thing we forgot, Whoa. and I think this would be a good place. Is Did the, we forget? The quote. Oh, I, I, I didn't forget. Oh, you didn't forget? It's oh. coming. Yeah, it's you coming. You want my version or your version? Oh, I want to hear what your version is. Okay. You want it now or? Uh, well, go ahead. I guess since I already brought it up. Huh? Yeah. yeah it's, it's there now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. G.K. Chesterton. It said... Uh, Meaninglessness oh, okay, you got it. Yeah. does not come from being weary of pain. Meaningless, meaninglessness comes from being weary of pleasure. As Larry wrote it in super small print. Yeah. And, but I, uh, I did yeah. have, yeah. Well, Ravi Zacharias added to that, and I know you probably can't say that name on the air anymore. But uh, he said, I'm absolutely convinced that meaninglessness does not come from being weary of pain. And he, was, he gives credit to G.K. Chesterton. Meaningless comes from being weary of pleasure. And that is why we find ourselves emptied of meaning with our pantry still full. Yeah. And that, if that doesn't describe America right there, that we find so many people are trying to find themselves. Yeah. Right? Right. They're yeah. So, uh, life is meaningless. And yet we have everything that, that, that what you could want in this world, and I think that's what Solomon is talks talks about yeah. in Ecclesiastes, where he just he sought everything that would give him pleasure, and it brought him none. You know, yeah. he just all is vanity, right? vanity of vanities. Right. That you know, Ecclesiastes two one, he says, "I yeah. said in mine heart, go to now, I will prove thee with mirth. Therefore, enjoy pleasure, and behold." This also is vanity. It's vanity. It's yeah. just empty. It's yeah. it doesn't bring lasting joy. Obviously, if you're a born again Christian like we are, the 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 lasting thing that the, the thing that brings joy and peace and happiness is Christ. Yeah, yeah. It is uh, that doesn't mean that there's not going to be problems in your life. Obviously, there's going to be problems in your life. We're still human, and we live in a fallen world, and it doesn't mean we won't suffer persecution. But in that. We can still take joy. We still have joy that this world doesn't understand. The joy right. can't take away. Uh, it's an unspeakable joy, and that's because we're full of thanksgiving. We're full of yeah. praise. And and when you do that, uh, we were listening to a podcast about marriage, believe it or not, and they were talking about coming into the courts with thanksgiving and praise. Do you even do that with your spouse? 
Because if you do that to your spouse, if you give thanks for your spouse and praise her, that person's going to be drawn to you. Right. You know, yeah. now you're into the Holy of Holies and, and true worship. And so we give thanks to God and praise. We are now connecting with God yep. and it does something for us. And uh, that is joy to, to know the creator of the universe and that, that even though we may not understand everything that goes on in this right. world yep. and we have questions and that's fine that God is still, he's still with us, you know, and that gives us comfort and and, and joy and peace. Yeah. Um, anyway, there's a couple other, I want to get a couple other verses here. This is, uh, how about, oh, how about James 5.5, 5, babe? Okay, it says, Ye have lived in pleasure on the earth and been wanton. Ye have nourished your hearts as in a day of slaughter. Yeah, that's talking about the rich. He was going and talking about the rich. And they have lived in pleasure and on this earth and have been wanton and, and that's kind of like loose and um but it, you know did they have their answers there did they did they, were they satisfied in that and they've neglected the people around them uh what about second thessalonians 2 11 through 12 and for this cause god shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie that they all might be damned who believed not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness Kind of what we're talking about. Yeah. That, I mean, this is the, right there. This is the verse, right? What we're talking about. This is, to me, one of the scariest verses in the Bible. It is. Because <laughs> it's God who's sending the strong delusion. Yes. It's almost, I, he's like, you want to lie? I'm going to give you a good one. Yeah. Do you want to believe this? Do you want to believe you it? Go. you want to go for it? Now you're going to be deluded. I'll give you something that's going to... And that is the delusion a, of yeah. this world, this pleasure, the seeking. And by the end of it, there's that's why so many people are suicidal. There's just... They don't get enough of it, and right because what's how much is enough pleasure? Just right. a little bit more. Right. Just a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. Enough. Yeah, it's never it's never satisfying. What is it in Proverbs? Um, the things there's a list of things that are never enough. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yep. There's it's like I think I, there's a song that the kids learn, but maybe not. Oh, that's the not six things. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. There's a list. Go go search it up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Second Timothy three one through four. This is the one I, I insisted on. Okay. That's a good one. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Okay, so there's a long list of things there, but the whole point is that they shall be lovers of their own selves, is that not us? Yes. Yeah, like, yeah. We have to love ourselves. Go to a bookstore and look at all the self-help books. Yeah. It is amazing. Yeah. Like you have to love yourself. And, and what um, about the profession of life coach? The life coach? Yeah. <laughs> actually, I, I listened to life coach because uh, uh, 48 days to the work you love. He, he actually was trying to promote you how to, how to but yeah, I, I get it, you right? Are, yeah, a life yeah. coach. It's, it's how to be a better self. My personal trainer, how to be yeah. the best you, how yeah, to live your, your best, best life, life now. now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then it goes on after all those things. So they're lovers of their own selves. And then it goes and says they're lovers of pleasure more than lovers, lovers of God. Now, like we said before, pleasure in and of itself is not the bad thing, right. you know. But they are lovers of pleasure, so they're seeking their right. own self. They're seeking pleasure rather than God. Well, also yeah, that's, that, that's the root of the crux of the problem: is what are you seeking? Right, right, yeah, yeah. yeah if you're not if you're not seeking after God, if you're not seeking after things of God, then you're going to seek after things for self that make right. you feel good. Yeah. Yep. And it's going to fail you. It's going every to time. Every time. Seeking God. I'm sorry. No, I was just saying, it says without natural affection. That's a big one. 
without natural affection? Yeah, because you see that now, I mean, the breakdown of the family, the Mm -hmm. promiscuity, there's no affection in there. It's just self-satisfying. Whatever you want. And we see how that's causing all kinds of problems. You just do whatever you feel like, whatever you want to do. Uh, What about Titus 3.3 there, babe? For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving diverse lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. Now, he's encouraging them that this is what like you used to be. Used to, yeah. And uh, one of those things is serving diverse uh, lusts and pleasures. And that is not what we're supposed to be. You know, living in those things, seeking after those pleasures. But like Chuck was saying, we're seeking, we're supposed to seek after God. Right. And when we seek God, Here's a little hint for you. When you seek God, that is pleasurable. It is. I enjoy yeah. my life uh, serving God, and uh, it's maybe not the pleasures the world might look at us and go, "That looks like it's boring." Like you're not. But I'm like, I'm. I'm pleased. You know that other stuff. I know where it, it ends up. Right. I don't want anything. I don't want a part of that. I just feel like in the world, there's so much restlessness. Like they're just looking for something and trying to fulfill something. And I'm like, I don't know. In Christ. It's just so satisfying. Right. Like I might not do all the things everybody else does, but I I'm love satisfied. my life. Yeah. Like it's yeah. wonderful. And I, the more I live, the older I get, the, and the more people that choose to go their own way and be like, ah, Christianity, blah, I got my own way. And then I see them wreck their life. I'm like, yeah, I, I'm convinced of my way more. Yeah. <laughs> more yeah. and more because it's yeah. just it's so devastating uh, the decisions people make. Okay, Hebrews 3.13. Okay. But exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Now, I wanted to throw this one in because that's what sin is. It's deceitful. And that's kind of what we were talking about, the delusion of pleasure and the deceitfulness of sin. So, we exhort one another. It's like, yes, my flesh wants to do certain things. But I have to reckon myself dead indeed unto sin and yeah. say, nope, you don't get this. My spirit is going to control this. You know, the Holy Spirit's going to come in and say, nope, that's not good. And I need to listen to that. And so, for all these podcasts out there and these new Christians that are deconstructing sure. Christianity and they say, you just, you got to be true to yourself. No, man. You, no, you yeah, deny no. yourself. Right. I know who I am. I right. <laughs> yeah, I need a savior. If, I, if yeah. I'm true to myself, I'm going to hell. I found myself, and now I'm trying to get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> so Hebrews 11.25, which talks about Moses, I believe. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. So Moses cho- chose to suffer affliction. Now, once again, I'm not suggesting that we... Mm. Purposely go suffer, right? But if it's in a opposition to what God wants, if it's pleasures of sin and suffering, then I'm going to suffer, right? Um, but I'm not saying the air conditioning is pleasures of sin. <laughs> you know, I'm all right with air conditioning. Well, the, the Hebrews three thirteen it did say lest any lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. It does. Mm-hmm. When you look at people who lived a life of their own, you know, they wanted to live it to the fullest or whatever right, they right, right. think that is. They have this hardness about them, especially in women. Who, wow. Larry Whoa. just said well, that. No, I, it's true. You look at... Uh, Larry, what are you doing? <laughs> I've been around. You, oh, wow. I, you look He's at, doubling down. No, <laughs> no, but you look at some of these women who <laughs> live... I don't mean... Hey. It's okay. Larry, go, go. what are they you They have doing? a hardness on their face. Yeah. And it's, it's, you could tell. It's like, 
how how that how those choices in life work out for you? No, that's you true. have a hardness about you that, and even a crassness that is not feminine at all. Yeah. It's not appealing, and you've that's the hardness of sin, the yes. deceitness, deceitfulness of sin. Yeah. So if you're out there, man, do not yeah. do not. Be deceived by the the new message that is right. going out in this world, where just it's all about you. Uh, I saw Facebook things where you know, love your neighbor as yourself, and and the whole meaning behind that is you have to love yourself first. Yeah. And I'm like, how does this get <laughs> oh, so confused? Wow. Yes. So no, well, no, no, no. Paul did say not to think of yourself more highly than you ought to think. I mean, we can. Uh, you know why? Because we already think of ourselves highly. Exactly. Yeah. You know. Well, you mentioned this earlier. We were talking about this that the pleasure what we're talking about is actually just selfishness. Right. It is. And that's all it is. It comes down to what will please me because all these appetites that we have, God created us with them. He created us with the appetite for food, um, pleasure, whatever that may be. It's up to us and the Holy Spirit to give us that temperance sure. to to control it. Right. And what we think is freedom actually becomes enslavement. Yeah, mm. I agree. So that um, I was going to say something else, but I won't because I think I already got in trouble. <laughs> well, well, what are you going to say? <laughs> that a lot of times depression, people seem to be depressed. We don't have to label people, yeah. but okay, these women. <laughs> <laughs> Men get depressed too. Yes. Often, and this has been this is my opinion. So, if anybody gets mad at me, it has a different. It's just my experience, what I've seen. <laughs> Go ahead. It's because people get depressed because they're not getting what they want. Right. They can't get it, or they feel they're being denied in some way. And, and so, so, basically, they're pitching so. a fit. Yeah. Because I want it now. Right. Like the in the movie uh, Willy Wonka. Yeah. I want, I want an Oompa Daddy, get me an Oompa I want it now. <laughs> now. Yeah. yeah. And that's what happens. We don't get it now, and we don't get our way, and so we pitch a fit. We get all mopey and depressed. Yeah, because we don't get... But then the worst thing is getting what we, yeah, then we want. Yeah. Well, there was a quote. I, I can't remember where I heard it from. It's, be careful what you ask for, because you just may get it. That's right. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's, that's right. Well, it does make me think of the verse that says, he who desires to save his life... Will lose it, lose lose it. it. Yeah. and the other way, um, because I feel like you know so many people seek pleasure, and it seems like they're not finding it, or maybe right. temporarily, yeah. and then they got to try again, whatever. But it's like, you know, for for us as Christians, I think we don't seek pleasure. We shouldn't. We seek God, and right. in yeah. the process, we get lots of pleasure. Like, yeah, I think I have that. more pleasure than probably most anybody I know. You know what? Like, I'm not the, seeking one of the key it. things is, is the fact that whenever you're seeking pleasure in worldly things, those things keep changing. They yeah. do. The yeah. world changes. Right. Well, this is what you need to be able yeah. to be happy. This is what you got to have to be happy. Yeah. They, you don't know you got to have this now. Well, we just got to have to have God. Right? Yeah. We have to have a peace in Christ. Yeah, and when you and get older, change. You, yeah. you, you see that a lot more as you get older. All those fad diets, like, oh, yeah. this is what you have to have now to be, to be fit. This is the new exercise thing you got to do. Exercise was. I, I don't. I, I've heard of this thing called We're exercise. All too old for that. Um, you know, but this is the new thing you need. You, this is a new yeah. thing that you need to be happy, yeah. and it just is still empty. We're still in 2023, and we're more empty than we've ever been yeah. before. Yeah. So it's really sad. So, all right, guys. Well, thank you for uh, watching. If you're watching on YouTube, and uh, if you're listening on the podcast, which is what this show originally was and still is. <laughs> Um, thank you for listening and thank you for watching. Guys, thank you for joining us, Larry and Chuck wow, and Sarah. Nice. 
You're not a guy, but uh, <laughs> thank you for joining That's us. That's generic sense. That's right. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys soon. Hi, I'm Joshua Charleston, the producer for The Mike Charleston Show. If you enjoyed listening to the show, please help us spread the word by liking, subscribing, sharing, leaving a review, or just tell a friend. If you're watching on YouTube, feel free to leave a comment down below. If you'd like to be a part of the show, please email us at talk at fellowshipofbelievers.org. We look forward to hearing from you. We hope you enjoyed listening to The Mike Charleston Show. The Mike Charleston Show.